Teens. Hey everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Dating with Teens. Today we're going to be talking about some modern dating slangs and lingo, and we have some friends over today to see how well they know these dating terms. Let's give it up to our two friends today to introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Amirul. I'm from You Care Not, another podcast. Thing invited me over, and I'm a millennial. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, and more about your dating experience. So dating status currently, I'm dating somebody. So Ooh. that's that's where I stand. Yeah. Nice. Okay, and then next up we have Bess. Hi everyone. I'm Bess. I'm a millennial, but I identify as a boomer. <laughs> I am happily engaged. Today is my anniversary. Wow! Yeah. Thanks for coming today. Wow. So Bess, we want to share how you met your other half. I met him through Coffee Meets Bagel. Tells you a little bit about my age, cause I know there's a lot of new dating app. I sort of started when CMB was still a thing. I don't know whether it's still a thing, but I yeah. think it is. Uh. Is, is it? it? Is it not? Have you tried using Coffee and Bagel? Okay, I admit it was quite some time ago, lah. Now oh. things like Bumble and Tinder is still uh, miraculously alive, lah. So which one came out yeah. first? Tinder first. Tinder first. Tinder. Oh, yeah. Then okay, I okay. think Tinder started to get a bit sleazy, right? Then Coffee Meets Bagels became the in dating app. Mm. They claimed themselves to be the high quality matching kind of app. What's the new dating app now? Well, now I'm swiping more of Bumble. La. Oh, <laughs> why, why Bumble? Okay, Bumble makes the ladies message the guys mm, first. Mm. I actually don't know what difference this makes actually. <laughs> like the lady has more power, power. over the RS, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Anyways, I'm Tings. I'm currently still swimming in the dating pool full of fish, trying to find my one fish. Went out on quite a few dates, met and talked to many different people. Still finding the one. Okay, so without further ado, let's start on today's episode. We're going to be playing a bit of a quiz game today and I have a list of some modern dating terms which before this, I've actually also never heard of them. And we're going to have you guys guess what they mean and then I'll finally reveal to you guys what the correct answer is. All dating terms and definitions were obtained from Google search including websites such as refinery29.com and others. Before we start, what are some of the slangs that y'all already know? Give an example. So ghosting. Y'all know ghosting, right? Yeah. Have you have you been ghosted? <laughs> yes. yes. I have ghosted people as well. Oh. So takes two hands to clap. Same, same. It's like karma, you know. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Amiru? Uh, I've been ghosted before. Have you ghosted people before? Actually, actually, my current date ghosted me before we got together. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think we have a term for that. We'll save it for later. Oh, okay. okay. So without further ado, let's start. Number one, we have the term love bombing. I think this one, maybe y'all can guess from the words itself. Lah. Explosive love. Ex- like, it comes in random explosions. Probably a little bit too much. That's why it feels like a very negative term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my guess. Mm-hmm. How about you, Amiru? I think I agree with Bess. It's like you overwhelm someone with love to the point they get very uncomfortable. That's Mm. why I think it is, yeah. Maybe not to the point of being uncomfortable. I think different people, they react to love bombing differently. But love bombing actually refers to a kind of behaviour where you shower your other half with gifts, compliments, affection, and then it can get kind of overwhelming. Apparently, it's a symptom of romantic idealisation. can be a tactic that's actually 
commonly used by cult leaders and abusive partners to keep their partners by their side. And the next question is, have you guys ever experienced this kind of very intense affection before? Maybe what I would say is that for some of us who have been in relationships, right, as we are maturing in those relationships, we are trying to find that balance as to how much we show care and love to our significant other. Mm -hmm. Maybe it gets too much at one point. That's where we are adjusting, right? So if it gets too much, is that considered love bombing? Actually, the definition didn't say whether love bombing is like deliberate or a process of growth, actually. Mm. But then they say that it's commonly used by cult leaders. I would think that it's deliberate lah. I don't mind lah, seriously. <laughs> to get love bombed. <laughs> I mean, it starts usually at the start of a relationship. You want to impress, you know, yeah. the gifts, all that care and concern. You know, when the relationship's stable, mm. you know, you don't mind getting love bombed again, right? You know, that sudden spike again, like, right, oh, right, shower right, me right, with right. some love and care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you also start to think, hey, did that person do something wrong? Oh. That's why you give me this love bombing experience. <laughs> so true, so true. <laughs> Actually, you're right, no? If they start love bombing you later on, hmm, nothing. Questionable. <laughs> Did they do anything wrong? <laughs> okay, so we move on to dating term number two, woke fishing. Do you guys know what woke fishing is? Okay, I give you a clue. So it's a little bit like a variation of cat fishing. And you all can make a guess. What's cat? What's woke? <laughs> woke plus fishing. Yeah. Woke is actually also a Gen Z term, I believe. Okay, so my guess, standing by a particular cause when you don't actually stand for it, right? And then it's to get the person's uh, interest, like, basically. So let's say the person is like, oh, I'm all for PETA. You know, I support that. And I'm like, Hmm, maybe if I say I support Pita also, she'll go with me. Something like that. <laughs> what, what's Pita? I think it's the pets thing, right? The what's animal, animal association. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, that's quite attractive. <laughs> One point to Ami Rule. Very close. Walk fishing was inspired by the term catfishing, just that in catfishing, you are posing as someone online, but in real life, you look completely different. Eh? Then woke fishing is when someone wants to impress via their political beliefs. They want to appear woke. Woke actually means being aware and attentive to current issues, especially that pertaining to social justice. Eh? So maybe an example of woke fishing would be like when someone says, I support Trump. If she or he says they support Trump because their partner is supporting Trump, I think that's woke fishing. If not, it's actually a red flag, right? Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Oh, wait, I cannot reveal political. Oh, <laughs> we shouldn't yeah, go too yeah, political. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let, let's not go there. Okay, yeah. let's move on to number three. Number three is a term called breadcrumbing. What do you think it means? It's that show, right? That childhood show where the breadcrumbs lead you to the witch house. <laughs> so I don't know whether it's like leaving crumbs, little signs of love for you to second guess and say, hey, is this person interested or not? Mm -hmm. So it's like unclear signal to potential partners for them to figure out. Mm. My take. How about you, Amiru? I feel that breadcrumbing might be someone's uh, fetish. What? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they like that uh, detective fetish. They like to investigate and stuff and guess, leaving clues. So like uh, basically, you're trying to get someone to like you, but you don't reveal too much, right? Ooh. So you give all the most interesting pieces, but not all of it. Like for example, my height is so-and-so. And then you just stop there. And then maybe you never reply for like one, two days. Uh -huh. And then they're like, and? Oh, then you continue. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Something um, like that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, would I continue talking to a person who just tells me I'm one seven? to CM for example uh, I mean I think I would just ghost him <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
when I think of breadcrumbs, I only think of those breaded fish cutlets. Yummy. Hungry already lah. Yes. <laughs> so what exactly is breadcrumbing? Best, you're quite close. Okay. Oh. It's done with the intention of making sure you never forget about them. So like, for example, when you're already at the cusp of moving on from this person who never replies you or whatnot, suddenly he texts you and say, Hey, how are you? Or something like, Oh, I saw this the other day and it reminded me of you. And then bam, you're stuck again. You cannot move on. To them, it's because they're bored. Lah. They want some ego boosting and they give you some breadcrumbs. Like you're a bird, but not all the time. So you keep wanting the breadcrumbs. Quite bad, right? I look down on these people. <laughs> <laughs> it's very manipulative to be doing this. I don't know. I just don't really agree with this. The person who does this probably has like commitment issues. He needs help. <laughs> he or she needs help. Now that you mentioned breadcrumbing, right? Mm. It's like what? A uh, bit like your ex wants to get back together. You know, oh, that the, kind the of... the haunting ex. Yeah, the haunting <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> so they'll say like, you walk past Orchard. It's like, oh, it reminds me of the good times where we walk together. Or where we, our first meeting together. Disgusting. Uh. Well, but breadcrumbing really sounds like a lot of effort because like, how do they know when you're at the cusp of it and then they text you and then it, it's a lot of effort just to get a hook on you back. So, so it's manipulative. Yeah, it's very manipulative. It, it sounds like an issue. Like. It's an issue. Like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and a fear of commitment, I guess. Uh, That's why you do that. And it, it could be also people who get friend zone. Oh. You don't know. You do it unconsciously, and it's like, hey, these things reminds me of you. Oh my god, miss the good times that we had in cha 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 place. <sighs> but then they had unintentionally leading people on like with the wrong message. But probably the intention wasn't you know set for that. Oh, like unintentional breadcrumbing. You mean? <laughs> Recently, I'm talking to this guy. <laughs> Tell us more. I feel like th- th- there's a bit of element of breadcrumbing, you know. So like the conversation just stops and then he doesn't reply. And then days when I just feel very tired, I just feel like, okay, I have no energy to start the convo with you today. So I'll just leave it, you know. I'll move on if you're not going to talk to me. Then suddenly he will send a text and then tell me about his day and stuff. And then I'm like, oh, I can't move on. So now... um. Seeing how this goes, because I think we might meet up soon. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think maybe it'll be time for us both to redeem ourselves. Lah. Hopefully, he wasn't breadcrumbing. He was just busy. You know, that's what we always believe, right? You, you can show him the definition of breadcrumbing. <laughs> See what <laughs> yeah. he says. Breadcrumbing me. <laughs> Actually, just give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he's very busy. That's why he's not able to reply to me. But I think if it happens frequently, that is actually a cause of, you know, alarm. Red flags, because, huh? yeah, it could, be, it could be just this person is just like... Like that he's not accountable to whoever mm-hmm. yeah. so you meet him finally in person take that time to sense him out a little bit so mm, yeah. yeah I can't really tell I know he's quite busy though mm. okay lah when we meet I'll give him a chance lah <laughs> okay so we move on to number four whelming this one is not overwhelming it's not underwhelming it's just whelming so what do you think it means the first word that came to mind was really overwhelming so yeah, it's like yeah. it comes at you at full force <laughs> that's why it's called whelming I mean I didn't think about underwhelming maybe I'm just very positive like in general mm-hmm. or maybe very not positive okay. <laughs> negative that's why what? it's overwhelming oh okay so I think it is coming at you like it's too much at one go uh-huh. yeah that's my mm. guess Okay, let me tell you the answer. So, actually, it's a new dating term that was coined by this journalist called Patia Braithwaite. She described this as new shitty dating behaviour. It is when someone you match with on a dating app complains to you about them being overwhelmed by the number of other matches that they made on the dating app. 
or they're always mentioning how often they are approached at bars, etc., to kind of show off and inflate their demand and appeal. I guess it's like uh, just to make the other person, you know, have that kiasu mentality. Mm. You know, you don't take me now, you don't date me now, you're gonna lose me forever because so many people want me. They'll be like, okay, thanks, bye. <laughs> I don't yeah. deal with that. Actually, it's quite true, lah. This whelming thing, it works, right? Like, I don't know whether you watch Netflix. You mm-hmm. know, Love mm-hmm. is Blind. Mm-hmm. When, like, this particular lady has, like, two guys all into her. And then that's when she plays it to her strength, lah. Like, the decision sits with her, giving a lot of power to the individual who has a lot of options. It actually works. Like, usually the ladies with, like, two matches, mm. they get that choice to select who they want to be. But most of the time, they end up with the wrong choice, lah. Have you ever met anyone who did this whelming thing? That's a good question. Yeah, if, if someone did it, I would actually think that that person actually cannot read social cues and it's not socially aware. Leh. I don't know. I cannot see it any other way. Leh. I'm trying to put myself in their shoes as, as, <laughs> oh. and, and think as to why they're doing that. They hmm. probably just know that they're eligible, like they're good stuff. They're just taking their time to really pick and find someone. I don't think they intentionally boast about it. Oh. Some do, maybe. Some do. Some, some do. But I think most people is like unconsciously saying it because they are so used to that attention. They know that, you know, I'm so attractive and all of that. So they do that. But if they brought it up during the first date? Uh, I flag. would be irritated. Red flag. <laughs> and I'll walk out. <laughs> Have a good meal first. <laughs> okay, so we're moving on to number five. Orbiting. Okay, I think you guys might actually be quite interested in this term. It's actually very prevalent now because almost everyone uses social media. And that's a clue to this term. Who wants to guess what orbiting means? I wanted to say it's like constantly revolving around you. When you say social media, maybe it's like stalking, trying to find out this person through informal ways. Maybe like I do my own investigation, search your name see your LinkedIn profile, (laughs) see whether I can find your socials, your Facebook, take a look at it, what kind of person you are. That's just cyber-stalking. Okay, then that's not orbiting. Now your turn. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe something similar, like um, just being a friend or just being Mm -hmm. someone that's close until you see an opportunity to come in and be in a relationship. The other person that you're targeting might already be in a relationship. Wow. Like you already have a moon orbiting around that planet. Until that moon gets kicked out wow. of orbit, then you become the next moon. Right? Both of you, thanks. Oh no. <laughs> Gen Z should stop having such complicated yeah. terms. Dating is very... Should make it just yeah. straightforward, right? Straightforward. Yeah. The words have no sense. Yeah. Come explain to us. Okay, so this term was coined by the New York Times. So it refers to the phenomenon of a person who follows you, likes your posts, views your story, this person could be a love interest, a crush, or an ex. And though they seem to always be observing you and expressing interest, giving you these little nuggets of attention, they never commit to bringing their relationship to real life. So they're like a satellite who's orbiting around you and observing your life, but they never meet you. Have you guys done this before or have you guys noticed any satellites around you? It's liking a post giving attention. You just double tap and then you view a story just like maybe you went to the toilet you forget to off your Instagram <laughs> yeah, yeah. you left it there and the story played like do I really pay attention? Yeah, that's true. I really don't know. I think New Yorkers overthink things. Maybe. I'm orbiting all my friends. <laughs> Duh. <Okay, then. laughs> I orbit all my friends also. 
Yeah. Okay, so then I have to clarify this a little bit. I think this is more like in the point of view of the person who's being orbited around and mm. you think that a crush or an ex or a love interest is orbiting around you. I mean, sometimes we tend to put like meaning to certain actions. Hence why we have all this. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> it could terms, be just uh. an action of viewing stories. People just need to man up. If you like someone, let the person know. Don't do this kind of little actions here and there, breadcrumbing or whatsoever. <laughs> the mind likes to do certain things. I don't know when I was younger, you know, when somebody does certain things, you'll be like, oh my God, five signs a guy likes you, you Google it. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, it fits the bill. You're putting an action into some sort of explanation and say that, oh, he likes me. Uh, oh, I think man. it's very silly guilty, looking guilty. back. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about the psychology behind this orbiting. Okay. It actually goes through a few phases. Lah. So if you're interested in that satellite, you may feel a bit of an endorphin rush because the satellite seems so near and always around you. And then you slowly realise that they're not going to get any nearer and all that's left is just disappointment. Which brings me to just mention a lesson that I've learned over the years. Being someone who always prefers to text than to meet up with strangers, dating must be taken offline eventually. And some say the earlier the better actually. So what do you guys think? Or you all prefer texting for a long, 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 long time? I feel like what the older generation did right, right? The boomers did right. You're not right? that old lah. <laughs> boomers lah. I he have to say. Oh, yeah, best you're a boomer. <laughs> I am a boomer. <laughs> Mentality wise. Nowadays we have access to social media and stuff. So we are actually taking the longer route to get a relationship working. We're doing so much more work to get someone's attention. Back then, like what best message you have to make? up sorry wait this is not gender specific right so we have to human up and then like start talking to these people and then start showing that you actually have interest in them so if, if they don't have interest in you then just continue and find someone else let's move on to the next dating term groundhogging if you're a person who's always very invested in your best friend or your buddy's relationships, then you may really feel about this term. Lah. So I'll give a bit of context, okay? So the term was derived from an American film released in 1993 called Groundhog Day, which basically talks about a TV weatherman who's covering an annual Groundhog Day event that gets trapped in a time loop, forcing him to keep going through the day of 2nd February repeatedly. Think of this in dating terms. It's the time loop concept, but it's looping something else. Ah. It's their part. Huh? I would say maybe point of discussion ah, that you keep bringing up again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And then it never ends. Bringing up old... Stories. Yeah. Yeah. But no, that's not what it means. Oh. <laughs> Bess, you want to take a guess? Or you give up? I give up. Okay. So groundhogging in dating refers to the idea that people tend to go for the same type of person over and over again, expecting different results. So it's something like having a type, which is all good. It shows that you know the kind of person you're looking for. But if it's just idealism on your part and because you are so obsessed with this type that you have it holds you back from meeting new people who may actually end up great for you and a better fit for you then the relationship fails for the same reason every time and you keep on going back to that same kind of relationship sounds quite frustrating right that is the definition of insanity doing something repeatedly expecting the same result Mm. Any experience? I'm actually just more curious, like, what's your type? Woohoo! Share a little bit more. Let's, let's push it to the host first. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so I have been told uh, that I tend to like guys who look like boys or look young. So that's like a physical trait I found myself being attracted to. But a lot of times, these love interests have proven themselves to be unattainable. So for example, they may be in another country or to put it bluntly, maybe I'm just not in their league. And my friend actually once asked me, are you sure you're not addicted to unattainability? Because sometimes you get used to feeling a certain way and it's hard to break the habit because it's a feeling familiar to you. You may just have that attachment style. So actually, I've been reflecting a lot ever since she said that and I'm wondering whether I'm actually a groundhogger lah. Mm. Yeah. Can we ask if um, you're attracted to that specific type because you enjoy idols who look very young? Oh, you mean K-pop idols? Yeah, huh? K-pop nah, idols. not really. I just uh, she likes boyish good looks. I think uh, so. Boyish good looks. Yeah. That's I a mean, good. That's a good description. Cute lah. Yeah. I would say they're cute instead of they're handsome. Yeah. Mm. But of course, if their maturity level is not there, then they won't be attractive to me lah. If your ideal type is looks, then you can probably change that. But mm. once your ideal type is a certain personality or a certain behavior, then you need to start looking to yourself really. Mm. Maybe it's something going on there that you need to resolve. Like some childhood trauma Maybe. that you're looking for someone to take Possibly. care of it and stuff. Yeah. That's why mm. you gravitate towards certain types of people. Yeah. Moving on, the next term, eclipsing. Is this about uh, star signs and stuff? I'm very, very amused by all these Gen Z terms. Like, <laughs> I'm just taking it all in. Maybe you can enlighten me on what eclipsing is. Okay, okay. I think we, or at least I, have all been guilty of this one to some extent. Nah. So, eclipsing is when a person overhauls their own interests and even personality traits to adopt those of their crush. So this can mean taking up a new sport that they would never have done before just because their crush plays a sport or pretending or psychoing themselves into thinking that they like a particular music band just because their crush is a fan of the band. So that's what eclipsing means. Do you all have any uh, previous experiences with this eclipsing thing? Okay, what? If it's eclipsing to be a healthier person, hey, why not? Uh, Eclipse yeah. more. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what behaviour you're mimicking or what sort of traits you're changing into, right? Mm. So if it's for the better, like a healthier lifestyle, more prudent spending, you know, stuff like that, it works. So I see nothing wrong with it. If it's for like not so good behaviours, for example, drinking, I would say you don't need to bend your back and go against what you really believe mm. uh, for that individual Mm. So actually when I was researching these terms right, I actually didn't think of it in this point of view So actually I think it's a very good alternative perspective lah. But provided uh, that those good habits that you pick up from eclipsing Actually stay with you even after you get over this yeah. crash you know, If yeah. you just turn back into your old sloppy self then At least you tried <sighs> yeah. Okay okay fine it's still a good thing <laughs> Because like, I have not experienced eclipsing personally But I've seen it in within my social circles right So mm. I've seen my my friend, she will change according to the guy she's dating. Chameleon. So like, for example, if the guy is um, supporting a certain basketball team, so like, <laughs> oh, I convert to this basketball team. But then suddenly the next person is like the opposing team and <laughs> suddenly support them. Say, ah, I thought you were like Chicago's fan and stuff like that. So what's going on? So what you mentioned, it's true. Like if eclipsing is happening too frequently and, and you're not keeping any of those positive traits you're just mm. changing so that your partner will like you I think that's very unhealthy la. Mm, yeah. yeah but to be honest right in a long term relationship you will tend to eclipse your partner right mm, yeah. certain things you do you tend to mimic the actions of your partner 
The reason why you do it is because it really, you know, makes the relationship smoother. You know, if two people, one likes to go out, I like to go out, my partner likes to stay at home. Mm. So, you know, we try to come to a compromise. I think it shouldn't be too excessive, like one individual, uh, you know, morphing into morphing another. Into another. Happen, it should yeah. be a compromise, something that is uh, comfortable for both parties to accept. And I think that is a key sign of a stable relationship. Okay. Yeah, so I think this term, if you take it to the extreme, is bad. Mm. Yeah. If you take it like a, in, like a middle... Yeah, if you just have yeah. it. Eclipse lah. Have you been eclipsed. Have you been eclipsed by your partner? I guess so. Like I become more. I, I I try to be more prudent in spending. I used to be like, hey, I I don't need to care. Right? I just buy. I earn my own money. I I spend on what I want. Then I look at him. He says like, oh, we have certain goals. You know, houses, uh, sort of investment stuff like that. And it's like, okay, maybe I should relook my finances. I should cut back on certain things that I don't need. We don't eat out as often. We can prepare it at home. We can cook at home. It's also a bonding activity. So mm. I think that's for the better. I also, of course, become lazier because he likes to stay indoors. <laughs> so time to go the other direction where, you know, we try to pick up something healthier lah. I think it's healthier also like when both of you find a common interest you all can do it together mm, like yeah. cooking or you know go hiking together it's like a compromise yeah. both of you enjoy doing it shouldn't be like one person you know really accommodating another individual I think sometimes it's about accommodating like he goes to IT shows I have no idea what is happening like they're talking about all the gigabytes blah 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 <laughs> all the wires I'm like <laughs> I just go with him because you know I accommodate and he appreciates that so he don't like shopping, but mm. I love it. So he comes along, he makes an effort, like maybe twice a month, we go shopping. So you think that two people who have completely different interests, actually, they can still get together? Like, Why not? Like, yeah. you find or, or, your own common interests. I agree, interest. I agree. Yeah, you can. You just okay. need to go in with open mind. Yeah, like, yeah. You cannot go in with the idea like, this person must be like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then, you see... Groundhogging. Yeah, it's very hard to find... You know, common ground. That's what relationship is all about, right? Like, compromise. Exploration. Exploration and stuff. I don't know. Compromise sounds like a very negative term to me. It doesn't have to be. We are on to our last term for today. Zombieing. They like Halloween, ah. Got ghosting. <laughs> then now, got ghosting. now there's this zombie. Yeah. You're kind of on the right track. I mean, along this Halloween track, ah. Zombie never dies, right? So, they come back again. Like mm. a renewed interest. So I guess that's zombie lah. Ghosting is, you know, you just disappear, that's it, right? So zombie comes back. How about you, Amirul? I think it's along the same line. It's like when you have like a thing going on and then you died, right? And then it comes back to life. And then it's like... It becomes know, undead. It becomes undead. <laughs> yeah. And then ghosting is just dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this term is related to the term ghosting. The person totally stops replying and it's like they evaporated from the surface of the earth, right? According to Refinery29.com, zombieing can be spookier than ghosting. It's when a person, after ghosting you, suddenly decides to come back into your life as if nothing happened. What do you guys think? I think there might be different reasons why. I'm not surprised if like some people are doing it because of their bored. Mm. Um, another reason could be because at the point in time, they might be seeing different people. So they are mm. actually maybe overwhelmed with the number of human beings they need to they interact with. They're whelmed, yeah. <laughs> so like, problem. too many guys, too many girls, and then they're just like, you know what, I'm going to take a break. And after taking yeah. a break, it's like, hmm, you know what, this that, person is... Yeah, that you know, convo was quite nice at that time. Yeah. Maybe I'll revive it. It's not too whelming, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're using it already, so it's not too whelming. Yeah, you want to share your story, Amiru? What was her reason? Or what was your reason? I don't know who goes... <laughs> who zombied each other. So yeah, my, my girlfriend zombied me, right? 
I think the reason was from what she told me right, is that she was taking a break from the whole dating scene. Right, because, it's tiring, man. The dating yeah. scene is yeah. yeah. super tiring. I guess what makes for a bad zombie would be someone who ghosted you with the intention of ghosting you and then they come back because they want something specific from you. Oh my gosh, this reminds me of... Okay, I'm gonna like reenact this TikTok right. audio that I heard. <laughs> There's this woman with an African accent. She was like, You remember that time you wanted me, but I didn't want it you because I wanted somebody else who wanted me. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you know this audio? No. <laughs> this is a guy. Oh uh, yeah, I remember. And then the woman says, No, they don't want it me anymore. Do you want it me? <laughs> oh <damn. laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then the guy said, Uh no, they took me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for joining me on this very first episode of Dating with Tings. It was such fun learning new dating terms with you guys. Yeah, I think we learned quite a lot. Gen Z, I think you guys, or maybe just in general, people who are dating, don't overcomplicate things. Meet someone with sincerity. See where it goes, right? Yeah, with that, I hope Ting will have fun yeah. in her next one. <laughs> Your next date. Okay, so now I'm going to be whisked off into the complicated dating world. Signing off, first episode of Dating with Tings. Follow dating.tings on Instagram for more tips on love and relationships. See you on the next episode.